Hey there, welcome to the In the Garage podcast by CarParts.com. I'm your host, Marty Grass, your go-to buddy for all things automotive. From the roar of your weekend project car to the hum of your daily drive, we've got it covered. Whether you're a gearhead who loves keeping your cars, trucks, SUVs, and hot rods in tip-top shape, or you're just dipping your toes in the world of automotive, we promise you a ride filled with knowledge, laughs, and top-notch advice from the industry's finest. So buckle up, and let's hit the road together. Today we are with carpart.com's category manager of a bunch of different categories, Hunter Brabham, and we're talking track and how track kind of works, how to get into racing, uh, kind of the different aspects of racing and how, you know, an individual could kind of get into the, this aspect of car enthusiasm and maybe make some upgrades to your car. So welcome. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. All right, so why don't we just go into a little bit of your history in racing and, and kind of, you know, you built and sold a track car, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, so growing up, um, you know, from the minute I could start reading or anything, you know, I was always into cars and then uh, had a couple of cars early on and then decided after uh, after I crashed one that I needed a faster one, right? <laughs> that's that's a good always, lesson. That's how it that's always how works. That's how the lesson goes. <clears throat> so I... Uh, so I um, had made friends with uh, with a guy who had a shop, and I bought a old BMW in '94 325 uh, IS, and decided that we needed to LS swap it nice. because I needed that American horsepower and torque. Um, and then, kind of, it snowballed from there. Um, you know, that was already a snowball enough. Yeah, I was going to say you started with <laughs> an engine swap. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So the the engine swap happened, and then you know wheels, tires, suspension, sway bars, gutting the interior, cage, um, you know, f- you know six point harnesses, racing seats, and then you know you slowly get to that point where you no longer can drive it on the street <laughs> with a standalone engine management system and a data analysis system, and uh, then you then you buy a truck mm. and a trailer to take it, it to the. Uh, take it to the events, but it was, uh, it was quite the adventure. That's awesome. So did you start with uh, kart racing or any type of racing, or was it more just you started racing because you liked working on cars? Yeah, so I, uh, I actually was very into go-karts early on. Um, you know, one of my friends and I, we would always go to a, to a spot here in Torrance, and on our, on our off days, we would go um, race against each other, and we we're both very competitive people, so... Um, there were a lot of days we went there in the in the middle of the day and like non-peak hours just so we could race each other one-on-one mm-hmm. and always, you know, going to see who could get a faster time. And then um, a couple of times we would get on like the fastest times of the week um, for the track and it was, it was great. Awesome. So you just, you know, we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're having fun and, uh, you know, you like your car, you like driving your car on the street. However, we have speed limits, and uh, and while things can get a bit adventurous on a on a canyon road, sometimes you really want to see the full potential of the vehicle. It's time to pause for a moment and hear a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned; you won't want to miss this. J.C. Whitney is back. The original auto parts catalog, a garage staple and cultural cornerstone for over 100 years, is now a magazine. Whether you're a newcomer or a longtime gearhead, J.C. Whitney instills confidence by delivering expertly curated auto parts and a gateway to engaging community experiences, entertainment, resources, and inspiration. Learn more about the new J.C. Whitney at jcwhitney.com. No, and I think, well, and safety is always a concern because Absolutely. it's, uh, you know, and I'm not saying I street race on the freeway or anything like that, but no. it's tempting to go faster. And if you want to go fast, you should go somewhere 
that's allowed. Exactly. And it's allowed on the track. Yeah. So you can floor your car, you can go, you know, over 100 miles an hour, a lot of cases, depending on the track and your vehicle. So um, it's just a ton of fun to push that limit, um, you know, and, and doing so you kind of, there's some things you need to do along the way. Mm. Well, I think you start to realize that, you know, your car could be better, right? Because if you go with a totally stock car and you feel the, the body roll and you feel the, the lag coming out of corners and all that stuff, it starts to make you want to fix it. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, you go to the track. I actually went to the track a couple of times before building the track car. Mm. And that's, you know, you do all those all those little things, right? You start and you realize, okay, I need to, I need tires with more grip mm. where maybe they are, they're not good at all for rain but on the dry track they're going to give me more grip or I want to brake harder so I can go faster and brake later and then that can give you more time and uh, and through that you know you'll carry more speed in the corners um, so that that's like kind of two of the first things you do right Oh, uh, I love the aspect of, because when you get into cars, you just think of fast, right? Exactly. You think of speed, horsepower, like, oh, I just need more, you know, versus when you start going into corners and you start, you know, getting into the more technical aspects of driving, you realize, like, oh, maybe less weight is better than more power. <laughs> oh, exactly. And you'll have, uh, you'll go to these, you'll go to these track days like I would go to, and there's guys in Miatas with 150 horsepower, if that, and they're in a small car that weighs probably less than 2,000 pounds, and you're in, you know, a bigger BMW with 350 horsepower, and you're just getting smoked. And uh, it's, it's a very humbling experience. Well, and, that, and I think that's why you get into the classes too, right? Where you're like, okay, maybe this is why there's 10,000 classes of, oh, of yeah. race. So let me just talk about that real quick, kind of what, how do the classes work and why do they exist the way they do? Yeah, so there's, you know, within, within these uh, high-performance driving events, there's a couple different ways you can go. There's the guys that want to go to the track and just drive the track, you know, to the best of their ability. And that's your HPDE classes. And then there's your actual like wheel to wheel racing mm. classes. And, you know, those are cool because they're, they'll be, uh, they'll have some rules and guidelines so that you're competing against uh, similar cars. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Is that, and that's not just based off of makes and models and years, it's based off of performance specs, right? It could be like, there, it could be based off of just about anything, whatever the organization whatever the organization decides is right for that class. Mm. Like for example, there's uh, there's like some spec BMW classes, like a big one right now is spec E46. Mm. So they take a, a 2003 series and there's a couple of things they can do to them. And then everybody has the same E46 and those are racing against each other. And then there's other classes um, that are just based off of like, uh, like power to weight ratio. Mm. And uh, and maybe a couple of other things, but you know the you could get you could get real nitty gritty into it. Oh yeah. So before you get to that point, uh, what's kind of the starting point? So say I've I've done go karts, mm -hmm. I like karting, like, and I have a car that I think is kind of fast. What can I do with that? Yeah. So usually the progression will be you know you do some karting or and then maybe you have a car like a something that you just want to drive fast right and you go sign up for an autocross event mm. they're usually pretty inexpensive you'll go to like the uh, the parking lot near local football or baseball stadium mm. and they'll have a course set up and a lot of people will stop there there's professional autocrossing oh, wow. where 
where guys are traveling around the country going to different autocross events um, and they're specializing in that um, and they're usually pretty technical and um, I think they're still a lot of fun oh yeah well especially if you, what is a fee like if you say like oh I just want to run my stock Honda Civic and see what it does I think depending on where you are in the country right that the fee for that could be anywhere from I'd say 50 to a hundred dollars oh, okay. and for a day of fun out there um, it's definitely worth it um, generally when you're doing these things you know you're gonna spend uh, you're gonna spend that on uh, on something else yeah, and then lunch. you're gonna go home <laughs> and then you're gonna go home and you're gonna spend way more on trying to uh, get even faster right <laughs> that's how it always works now, what can people expect? Say I show up to a track day and I, you know, run my car. I know it's going to beat up my tires. Yep. But what else is it going to do? Yeah, so, I mean, it's definitely going to tear up your tires. It's probably going to put extra strain on your brake pads, um, your clutch uh, and clutch fluid and brake fluid. If you have a manual transmission car, brake fluid, obviously, for all cars. Um, you're probably going to see some additional wear on some of your bushings and suspension components. And that's when you you start really looking to uh, to upgrade. Mm. Yeah, well, I think the the time is usually the motivation, right? But I can imagine. Yeah, I mean, you just drive a car that has loose suspension, and you realize, like, oh, I'm really leaning over to the side when I'm turning. Exactly. <laughs> How do I stop that? Exactly. And in some of the conditions you put yourself in on a track, you know, you realize, oh, like I get a little bit of a shake over mm. hundred, or over hundred twenty, or you know, I'm I'm turning. And I'm loading into my uh, into my front suspension too much in this corner. Oh, maybe I need a stiffer spring or something. Mm. No, and that well, and that's just an awesome way to learn about your car too. Like you know, when you can apply some of the upgrade, you know, performance aspects and see like, oh wow, it took five seconds off my time last time. I mean, nothing feels better than that, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, and what's cool too is they even have a little systems you could put in your car to so you can monitor your own lap times oh. and a lot of these tracks you'll get a like a transponder um which is a small electronic device mm -hmm. you zip tie to your car and then at the end of the session they tell you all your lap times oh, so you'll awesome. you'll get your lap times and you're like oh like i did a good job on that one let me try to beat it on the next session when i go out that's where that's where the bug gets yeah oh yeah i can imagine yeah nothing feels better than doing an upgrade having to pay off i mean it's really a gamification of driving right mm -hmm. or since any video game's addictive where it's like oh i get a reward and i feel better and you exactly know, hit. exactly and then you know you start start competing with either your friends or all the other guys that are going to these same events because yeah. you start to you start to get ingrained in that community right and uh, just like just like the guys that go golfing together every weekend, there's guys that go go to their track days every weekend. And you'll see them there uh, week in and week out, and you know get to know everyone. And that's, that's a very awesome. good time. I love that. Now, one aspect that I think a lot of people don't realize about driving is it could be physically tiring, which I always laugh because if you watch the uh, you know Drive to Survive on, on oh, Netflix yeah. and people are like, oh, they're not athletes. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like oh. they have to sit in this little cage for this much time and they're cranking and they're, you know, so let's just talk about that mm -hmm. real quick. Like what, what physical aspects are involved in driving? Yeah, I'd say there's, a, there's definitely a more physical exertion needed when you're not harnessed in because uh, then Hold if you're, you're if you're in if you're in your regular uh, like comfort car seat um, you know in that driver's seat that's not made to hold you in place that well in some of these corners so you're you're using a lot of effort not to get thrown into your mm. door when you turn 
Um, so being in a harness and a uh, in a tight bucket seat that helps but then also you need to learn to uh to relax because sometimes when you're on the straightaway mm. you'll be pressing the throttle all the way full throttle and you know you can't when you're driving like that for me i always was in the habit of like trying to press the pedal harder, harder. because <laughs> go <faster>. maybe <laughs> maybe if i pressed it harder then i'll then i'll get a little bit more out of it and i'll go faster but um you need to tell yourself that no 100 percent that's enough and just needs enough throttle and then uh you'll you'll get like sore arms sometimes just mm. from uh turning and working the wheel so much and then uh and then just like the overall hydration um, mm. aspect, because a lot of it's these tracks, about. a lot of these tracks, they're in the desert. It's hot. Um, you know, the cars are hot and the engine's getting hot from, you know, kind of being pushed to its limit. Mm. Um, so that that's exhausting as well. Yeah, no, I, I can imagine. Well, then all of it, you know, you get out and you're shaking. I used to ride a motorcycle in downtown L.A. Yeah. And you'd be splitting lanes. And yep. then you get literally anywhere and you feel pretty tired. <laughs> like, oh. those 10 Priuses almost <laughs> killed me. <laughs> it's and, always Priuses. And then, and then the, uh, the mental side, right? You know, you're same as, same as if you're driving on the freeway, avoiding cars. You know, you're driving on, the, uh, driving on the track, trying to think about the next turn and what you need to do and what you could do better. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, well, and just in that regards, when you do get tired, I'm sure you make mistakes and then you, I mean, what, what kind of damage could you cause your car by say screwing up a turn or hitting a curb or any of that kind of stuff? I mean, you could do, you could do damage from as, you know, uh, subtle as, you know, curbing a wheel to flipping a car. Um, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's good to be aware that that's, that's a possibility, um, depending on where you are, right? here in Southern California, there's a lot of tracks where the, there's the tracks in the middle of the desert. So when you go off track, it's generally not terrible. You oh, just okay. keep the wheels pointed straight and, uh, up, it up, right, yeah, try not to turn out of it and you'll be fine. Like I've been off track a number of times and you know, there's a big dust cloud and otherwise everybody's okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The, the trouble you get into sometimes is when you, when you, make a mistake mid corner and you try to save it and there's other cars around you. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a friend that was, you know, doing that and he, you know, took a, took a corner just a little bit wrong. And it was in the one spot on track where there was the wall ended up hitting the wall. Um, you know, and he was okay. Yeah. It, it was, uh, it was fine. And, you know, something that you see from being at these events enough, but there's still, you know, a couple crumpled, uh, crumpled quarter panels yeah. and, you know, some repairs needed. Then you just hit carparts.com and you get your little uh, exactly. fenders and bumper covers. And exactly, you know, your, your replacement control par- control uh, control arms. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's, that's what will go, right? You know, is like the body damage will be the aesthetic part and then all the, uh, all the under bits um, that also kind of... You can't see them. It's collateral damage. <laughs> oh, you, you feel it. You start, yeah. you start driving away and you're like, my steering uh, wheel was not sideways uh, when I started this. Yeah. That's always, that's always fun. And, and that happens to everybody. <laughs> Hit a oh, curve and, yep. you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something that happens, but, uh, well, let's talk, let's talk about the high level real quick. Cause yeah. we've kind of touched into the karting and then we got our track days mm-hmm. and then you got your, uh, was the high performance, uh, yeah, so you do your, uh, like if you want to put it in stages, autocross, high-performance driving events, uh, amateur racing, and then, you know, above that, you have your, your pro right. racing, your your cup cars, your LMP cars, and then, you know, pinnacle F1 cars, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, and I, I think <laughs> some people don't realize how much these cars could be, but like an F1, you're looking at, you know, what, 15 to 30 million oh, yeah. per car? Yeah. Like the, and the amount of development work and <gasps> custom parts that they have. Um, you'll see the you see the cars come in for a wing change because they hit a blade of grass wrong, and uh, you know there's there's half a million right there. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, in the constant development that that fascinated me because I I had never looked into F1 mm-hmm. at all until I saw the show and I was like, oh my gosh, this is an entire system and a whole organization and you know the stuff that actually comes out of the development is maybe like you almost compare it to like oh that's why we set up the space station like yeah. it was to get this tech. <laughs> yeah because we had to set up a space station f1 cars are kind of the same way they're constantly developed constantly developed and they're constantly trying to push the boundaries within their rule set um like set by the fia and they're all competing within these same rules and it's it's all about who can find the right loophole <laughs> or press the limits and then uh this year they instituted a a cost cap so they can only spend so much um like between i think car development and wind tunnel time and driver fees um so it's there you could get real oh, real yeah. into it and decide where to spend your money oh yeah and even the the cost cap because i think it was like 300 million is that the i don't know the exact number they'll have to they'll have to verify that no. with uh, with google but there's there's team spending over that or that we're a... spending over that prior to the cost oh, okay. cap yeah, well, and that's yeah, it's good. You know, it's kind of it's why there's so many classes in the amateur and, and lower levels because you don't want somebody just spending a bunch of money and beating everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. And there's uh, there's certain classes that they'll leave it up to driver talent rather than the car you can build, mm. because, um, for example, there's uh, there's these spec classes within like uh, NASA and SCCA where you have a you have a set car or chassis and guidelines and you can only do like 10 mods to it outside of like safety things and then everybody's on the same playing field and it really highlights who the better drivers are all right folks we've got something special coming up it's time to pause for a moment and hear a word from our sponsor stay tuned you won't want to miss this for two decades powerstop has had one mission top quality brake upgrades for every ride with one box you get pads rotors and hardware available for 98 percent of vehicles upgrade with PowerStop. brake with confidence get yours now at carparts.com ah, i love that well and then it's not about like somebody doing a zillion upgrades to a car it's like no this is it's a 10 upgrades you can do what exactly do you do? so in that regard uh what upgrades like first upgrade if you do have say you know we'll just go with the honda civic you have yeah. stock 2010 Honda Civic, you want to get it ready for a track day, what what five modifications would you recommend? So I'd probably put them in some categories, right? So you want to do um, definitely wheels and tires because you're probably, if you have a stock Honda Civic, you're probably going to need a little bit wider tires, a mm-hmm. little bit more of a contact patch, and you're going to want to get a tire um, made to stand up to uh, you know a high-performance driving environment. Um, and then you're going to want to do some sort of a brake upgrade, mm. definitely brake fluid upgrade, like a, like a Motul 600 and, uh, and some high performance pads. Otherwise, you know, you'll lose your brakes. Yeah. Um, you don't want to press the brakes and have the pedal go to the floor. Um, so, so wheels and tires, brakes, um, probably a clutch flush, um, some seats, harnesses oh, okay. and a roll bar because that's going to keep you safe and keep you in your seat and then uh 
And then after that, you can look into what suspension upgrades you could do, such as uh, uh, sway bars and maybe some coilovers. And that, that's kind of your, your, basic your basic build, right? Yeah, that's well, it's interesting the order that you put in, too, because I'm sure I, mean, I never like brake fluid like that makes a difference. <laughs> oh, oh, it does. And, you know, you might have experienced it driving down a mountain. If mm. you're riding your brakes, you notice by the time you get to the bottom of the mountain, like your 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 pedals just a little bit more spongy mm. um, and that you see that on the track. They call it brake fade. And what happens is the brake fluid actually starts to boil. Yeah. So when you get a better brake fluid, it's a higher temp. Gotcha. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well, and that sounds cheaper than, uh, you know, coilovers. <laughs> it does. It does. And, and it's going to be one of those safety aspects. So you, you can, uh, you'll, you'll bleed the brakes, you'll do the, uh, the brake flute flush and the pads at the same time. And that's, most people can do that on their own. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I know when I was first working on cars, that's what me and my dad did is we changed the brakes on, our, on the Suburban. Oh yeah. That's, that's what I did too. I yeah. was like, oh, actually that was my, one of my paid gigs when okay. I was 15 or something was like changing out the family's brake pads. I was oh. Like, oh, this is, this is good. They trusted you with that when you were 15? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess I did a lot of stuff for a while. That's I also awesome. had to fix the stupid lawnmower all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I think, I think this has been a fantastic intro into it. Uh, definitely going to have you back and we'll kind of get into the, the nitty gritty details of, uh, you know, getting into track. Cause that's something I've always been interested in, but I always thought like, okay, I gotta be a zillionaire to afford the tires that I'm going to need to go through to make this worthwhile, but you don't. <laughs> there's, there's uh there's an old saying that, uh, that if you want to become a millionaire, start as a billionaire and start racing. <laughs> and start racing. <laughs> it's true. It's like, but you have an awesome hobby and a exactly. great group of friends. A ton of fun. That's all you need. And it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the adrenaline going. Yes. And that's, and in a safe way or safer way. Absolutely. Yeah. Not totally safe ever, but uh, I'd say better do this than if you're finding yourself street racing, then just look into doing it for real. Absolutely. Much Take more it to doable. the track. Yes. Go to the track. All right. Well, thank you so much, Hunter. Thank that you. That was Mark. super informative, and we'll definitely have you back soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, gearheads and enthusiasts, that's another lap completed here at the In the Garage podcast by CarParts.com. Thanks for taking this ride today. Don't forget to check out CarParts.com for all your automotive needs because we know you value quality and convenience. Keep those engines purring, stay safe on the roads, and remember, no matter what your automotive interests are, we're here to fuel your passion. Until next time, I'm Mark DeGrasse.